0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Um, Where they said, hey, you know, we're thinking about working on something like that, like a farming game, and we can do more stuff, and then... um, the forum got more or less flooded with people that are interested in it. And it's like, wow, that's actually really interesting here. People would really want to play a farming game. And it, as it turns out, a lot of these people were actually also farmers that were in that forum. And they don't really play that many video games, but they were interested in, you know, finally playing a video game that is about farming.
2: Hello and welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. You may or may not know this, but I am a huge fan of video games. My wife is scowling at me right now, but ever since my parents bought me my first PlayStation 1 back in the day, I have loved video games like Spyro, Halo, huge Halo fan, I play Destiny now. Um, I remember playing NCAA games on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Those were the absolute best even though they don't make them anymore. But, you know, video games are such an important part of pop culture. You know, you've got Fortnite, which is probably the most annoying game out there, if you play it, no offense. But, I mean, you've got, you know, pro gamers like Ninja that make something like $5 million a month, which is absolutely insane. But, I mean, there is mobile gaming now. You've got the new Xbox and new PlayStation that came out. I actually just bought a game a few months ago, it's called Flight Simulator and it's basically you just fly a plane, but it is so realistic and you can literally fly anywhere in the world. You can fly to your house, you can fly around Egypt, around New Zealand, Australia, around the United States. You can fly all the way to Area 51 and land there. It's super cool. And another simulator game that is actually beyond popular here in the United States and across the world is farming simulator so it's been out since about 2014 every year a new one comes out it's on playstation xbox it's on pc as well as mobile i think i've got it downloaded right now and it's actually pretty fun and so today we're going to talk to um somebody from the company that develops those games giant software which is actually based out of germany so our guest today on the farm traveler podcast is martin robble from giant software martin is going to talk to us today about what goes into developing the Farming Simulator games. Really, how kind of they go about research and development, how true to life they try to keep the games, which, um, newsflash, they're actually like super duper detailed. I mean, they I've played Farming Sim, and it's super fun. It's so accurate. I mean, you've got to plow your fields, plant them. You've got to harvest them. You have so many crops to maintain and livestock and all this stuff. And Martin's going to talk to us how they do that, what goes into R&D, how important it is for them to stay accurate with the equipment and the technology. And I mean, it's one of those cool games out there where it's so popular, they actually can use name brands like John Deere, Case IH um, and a whole bunch of other big time ag products or ag brands and how they go about managing um, DLCs or downloadable content where there's more activities to do in the game, how they also have a really popular modder scene if you've ever played games like Skyrim, for example, you know, people can go on and they can mod it. They can do things where the game developers didn't do it. Like, for example, they can develop seasons or they can, I don't know, <laughs> one of the most popular Skyrim mods out there, which was a game, it was like a fantasy game where um, there were dragons in there. <laughs> one of the mods <laughs> replaced the dragons with Thomas the Tank Engine. So you'd literally see Thomas the Tank Engine flying around and then like attacking people. It was hilarious. But Anyway, Farming Sim doesn't have crazy mods like that, but we'll talk about that, how they go about sponsoring eSports teams and how they work with farmers to make sure that they're making a real, true-to-life simulator. So this is super cool. Be sure to check out Farming Sim. It's so fun, and it's actually super educational. It's on, again, it's on iOS, it's on Android, it's on PlayStation, PC, whatever. Be sure to check out um, Giant Software and Farming Sim Uh, You already know it. I'm Trevor Williams and this is the Farm Traveler Podcast. Hope you enjoy episode 84 as we talk about the most popular farming game out there. All right. Well, welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. Martin Rabel, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you
2: I'm doing good. So, uh first off, thanks for getting this going. Um we are you're in Germany, I'm in the United States, so we had I think like a 7-hour time difference to get this interview figured out. But you're ending your day, I'm starting my day, but we got it going. So, I'm excited to to talk with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always think about the same when I, when I ask Americans like, so are you able to get up a bit early so that we can have a <laughs> call before my day ends here.
2: that's funny yeah i interviewed some lady in australia a few months ago and i think there was like a a nine or a ten hour difference so that one was a struggle so this this was a little bit easier which was great (laughs) so you work with a company called giants software and you make perhaps one of the coolest games out there and that's farming simulator and it's huge it's super popular it's so well done um but before we kind of talk about that, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started with Giant Software.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, well, my name is Martin Rubble. Um I used, uh, well, I'm still a uh, uh, gamer, uh, how you call them, you know, I like playing video games, always have, like, also like like when I was younger, I think I even played that first home game somewhere, uh, not when it came out, but later, and like uh, Atari VCS, C64, and then uh, I got into uh, multiplayer uh, online role-playing games and I started working at NCSoft uh, for City of Heroes and then Ion and at at some point, I think um, like five years ago, um, the company approached me, Giant Software, uh, because I went back to Germany and they opened up an office near my hometown Nürnberg, um in Erlangen and they were looking for a marketing manager and then I, um, yeah, I, I have to be honest, Back then, I didn't know too much about farming simulator. I knew that it was widely popular and successful, um, but um, yeah, you know, I was used to playing games with story a bit more. And then I finally had a look at it, and I really liked it. You know, I was like, "Well, that's that's relaxing. It's educational." And back then, I was also like, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it was more like I was thinking, you know, if if I work like really for a video game again. Um, I would want to, it to be something that helps people or does something good, in my opinion, and that's what I saw in Farming Simulator. Where I thought, okay, if I, if I work for Farming Simulator, I can really say, hey, I'm actually doing a good thing here. You know, I'm not just it's not just a game that we say like it um, say you're wasting your time with. You actually learn something with Farming Simulator, <laughs> and that's what I really liked about it.
2: Yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, so I've played it on on my Apple phone quite a few times. And I finally bought it on Steam on my PC. And it is beautiful. It is so well done. I mean, I think simulators are just getting super, super popular. And I've seen that this one is just kind of taking the world by storm, because it lets people whether they're a farmer or not, they have their own farm, they have their own equipment. And they can farm basically whatever. And so, what was the whole like development process like? Whenever you guys are creating a farming sim game, because I know it's it's been out since like 2014, and you have a new edition every year, it seems. And so, what's that whole development process like of doing research on farming, trying to implement new stuff into the game? What's that like?
1: Uh, it was actually before 2014. I think the first version came out 2008. Uh, oh wow! Okay, yeah. So it, we we had our 10 year anniversary already uh i wasn't there at the beginning of course um but uh, it ho- it all started when um a friend of our founders he he played a game i think it was called sim tractor and it was a very basic simulation of a tractor uh but he wanted to do more with it and he- and then he knew that our founders that they had uh, developed the Giants engine and an engine is what you call like in the gaming world it's like like you know some piece of code a a pro it's not really a program but it's something that you know lets you create game worlds basically with all the physics behind it everything then he approached them and asked them, like hey you know i would really want to do like farming game i would like to play a farming game where it can do more uh, and, and like simulating a farm is there something that you could do with that gaming engine and they thought well we could it's a lot of work but we could do it and then they actually started like doing a forum or opening up a forum um, where they said, Hey, you know, we're thinking about working on something like that, like a farming game, and we can do more stuff. And then um the forum got more or less flooded with people that are interested in it. And it's like, wow, that's actually really interesting here. People would really want to play a farming game. And it as it turns out, a lot of these people were actually also farmers that were in that forum. And they don't really play that many video games. But they were interested in you know, finally playing a video game that is about farming. So I think that's how it all started, and then became bigger and bigger. And we, they found partners um, to publish the game, and that was kind of the beginning. So it was also like with like people who knew something about farming, and you know the very first version compared to now was pretty basic. Um, and these days, it's the main thing. For each new version, is always you know thinking about what kind of brands to include because we have um, over uh, one hundred and ten licensed brands in the game now, and um, over four hundred seventy-five vehicles and tools are like in Farming a nineteen if you count all the DLCs and add-ons. So that's a lot of time that um, alone just just deciding which machines to include takes a long time and also you know, um, yeah, getting the licenses and then creating these machines. And there's also new machines coming out from these farmer uh, farming manufacturers. So we have to be in touch with them to figure out like, okay, let's see our next game comes out soon. Is there anything new you want to be included that is not even announced? Yet? So sometimes they're actually pretty cool that they trust us so much that we know what's coming out next year, for example. Uh, we can start working on it already, uh, and then of course new features um, like um, things that you know, uh, actually farming mechanics, and what is fun, um, what makes people you know excited about the game. Um, but at the same time, something that simulators I think always have this problem. Is that like how powerful are PCs and consoles at the moment? Because there are a lot of calculations going on, um, simulating the real world. Uh, the, the limit is basically the processing power. So there's also things that we could do once computers get even more powerful. Um, so sometimes we just have to wait and say, okay, we would like to do this feature, but we need stronger computers in each you know, home because not everyone has a supercomputer at home. So that's. These are the kind of main things. It's like brands, features, and then thinking, okay, what can we actually do with the machines that a normal person has at home?
2: There you go. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, when I was playing it the other day, it's funny because you know you'll get like your normal simulators, but they have like um, just generic tractors and equipment and stuff. But you guys, I mean, you've got like name brand stuff like New Holland, John Deere, um, Case IH, International Harvester, and stuff on there. And I mean, it's so cool. I mean, were those brands super excited to work with you guys to kind of bring their brands into the digital simulation world? That changed over time a
1: bit. Um, oh, okay, I don't know if you know Agritechnica. It's uh, I think it's actually the biggest farming convention in the world. It's um, in Hanover, in Germany, and that's usually like the convention where we go to and uh, talk with the brands. And you know, it, back back then. Um, it was like harder to make them understand what a farming game really is. And it's like, hey, you want to be included? And then some, you know, I would say some companies saw it as a toy. I would say like, oh, it's just a toy for kids. And No, it's, a, you know, it's, it's not just for kids. It's an actual simulator that, uh, you know, is like uh, close to the real thing. And it's not just for kids. Also, and, you know, we have lots of adult players too that really love playing the game. Um, then when I started in two thousand fifteen or two thousand yeah two thousand fifteen was the first Agritechnica I was at. Uh, I noticed that half of them knew the game really good already, and when we were in the meetings, it was more about oh, yeah yeah um, you know we have new machines, we want to show you the new machines, or they were like oh I've heard of you. Uh, I tried reaching out to you, but I didn't know where. And then I'm glad that you're here. So they already knew us. And then there were some that didn't know us, but then we said, okay, here's our car. You know, we got to get in touch. And and I think last time when I was there, I would say almost every farming manufacturer knew us already. So it is. it, it did get easier after a while, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah, you're slowly, I mean, well, not slowly, but you're really picking up steam. Because, I mean, it sounds like, Everybody knows about this now, at least in like the even like the gaming world, like people that don't know about farming, they know about Farming Simulator and they'll go and watch it. Um, I've seen a few people on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube where they're like older people, like older farmers, but they have this huge setup where they're not just playing farming sim with a keyboard and mouse or a controller like they've got all the simulation stuff like all these buttons and switches and stuff. And so it seems like people are really loving this. I mean, like the farmers that just love to, uh, farming 24 7, they can do this on there. And so that's so cool.
1: Yeah, we've seen that too in the forums or on Reddit where you see like the game has set up. There are some basic um, additional, you know, uh, joypads, joysticks uh, that you can actually buy. Um, but yeah, there are some that, you know, have like their own pet project at home where they, you know, take pieces of wood and then they construct their own steering. Uh, devices that's pretty cool actually yeah
2: yeah so how important is it for you guys to make this as real deal of a farming simulator as you can because i mean you want to make it as real life as you can but also simple enough to where like a new user can come in there and i mean you've got to do things in the game like make a tutorial for them and stuff like that so how important is it for making a simulator game as real as possible especially when it comes to farming
1: I would say it's, yeah, it's pretty important for us. But on the other hand, we have to have this balance um, that it, it's still fun to play with. Mm. So because, I mean, as, as much fun as in, in, in real life, you know, it can be to drive on a tractor. Um, it can be frustrating if you, know, you do many things wrong. Like, let's say, yeah, your whole harvest gets lost just because you made a mistake. Um, and there are things in the game. I think one of the lessons that we had once was when um, a lot of our players they uh, in the forums they demanded that um, like a feature should be added where crops uh, rot after a while when you didn't harvest them. Because you know in real life you should you know once it's ripe for harvest you should harvest it at some point. If you wait mm. too long, it's gone. And we implemented it think- thinking that everyone really wants that feature and then realizing that they were like i'm just making up a number now you know you could basically say like 90 percent of the quiet people that actually enjoyed it just the way it was were then upset because they didn't want to be forced into you know having to speed up and harvest everything they just enjoyed the game as it was you know like the, the basic let's say the um the processes should be in there so you should do this and then after this you do that and for the cows you know you take care of them but no cow can die of starvation for example mm-hmm. like that, that would be easy to add you know basically saying like oh uh, you you don't feed your cows for a while and then they die um but there would be people that would be upset because you know they, they just want to have a good time playing the game have fun and then they forget about the cows for some time and they're all gone and then they are they are sad. So we don't want to make, make people sad. Um, yeah, you should have probably a good, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you should have a good time with the game. Uh, and so that's when we implement features. I mean, for example, with the rotting feature, and we now made it optional. So it's still in the game, but you can play with it or without it. The same thing is like for... Um, um, like fertilizing the fields or um, plowing and so Um, and there are basically options where you say like you know how often you have to do something Um, do you have to fertilize it once only to get more yield out of it or do you have to fertilize it three times with different fertilizers Uh, and then you could go even deeper you know it's like what kind of fertilizer and all these things um but they're actually I think one solution that we also have is that our game is um, really open for models, and this this means that people who know something about programming they can uh, program their own machines, vehicles but also features or complete environments and they're called models, of course, and it's actually quite impressive also like how many farmers uh, know how to you know, uh, program a game or a mod. Uh, so they are the ones who say, like, hey, I would really like to have this feature or this machine, and then they do it themselves, and they can upload it to our website, and then everyone can download it and play it the game. And this is kind of a good solution for features that some people might be interested in, um, but not so many that it's actually worth for us to implement it. Because, you know, There are so many features that we could do and then only 5% of the players would actually use them. And then it's kind of like, yeah, would we rather spend time on implementing something that 95% of the players would really enjoy or something super realistic but only 5% activate this feature because our time is limited too. So there are a lot of mods out there that can help you making the game even more realistic, like the seasons mod, for example, that adds uh, seasons, (laughs) spring, winter. Uh, fall, you have snow in winter and then you also have to have different times where you have to um, seed uh, something sow something uh, harvest times and all these kind of things are in there Um, but I also heard from people that um, don't want to play with seasons because it stresses them out again. Uh, (laughs) It's a bit more stressful. So that's the mods basically make the game configurable and um, let's say they like a lot of options for people to configure the game play it the way they want
2: that's so cool yeah it seems that mods kind of let games take on a life of their own where players that love playing them they can make changes and kind of add those changes and um, different players can see it and so it's so cool that people are starting to develop mods for it and just kind of where you guys don't have to put all the work into a feature like you were saying where only like 5% of the players would do it and then somebody can just go and download an additional mod. So that's so neat that um, players are taking it upon themselves to mod and add some key features and stuff. I mean, it definitely seems like it's taking on a life of its own.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we've got the mod hub on a website, how we call it. And we try to promote it as good as we can. I think it's like, uh, it's a key f- feature of our game too that we are so open for mods um that everyone can develop something we also have our Farmcon. or normally we have it i mean this year we had to do it online um where we um yeah rent a location uh, go there and then we meet our fans and also a lot of them of the the modders it actually started as more like a modding convention um before the next game comes out we 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 meet with them and we also we already show them like the changes for the new game so that um because every time a new game comes out um also the let's say the the apis for the mods change so the old mods probably won't work anymore uh, so they have to do, they have to adjust them so that they work with the new game but also there might be new features that they can use for the mods and that's was for us, like, when we started FarmCon, um, one of the main intentions was, like, teach them early how to do the mods, release, like, the engine uh, earlier, uh, the giant's uh, development tool, so that they can develop mods already before the game comes out. And then when the game comes out, they're hopefully already the first mods. And that kind of worked. We had the first mods coming out. Of course, a year later, the mods were even better. Um, But the game, you know, in the first week, we already had a few mods coming out that would not have been possible if you wouldn't have met the modders before the launch.
2: Right. That's awesome that you guys are giving them the tools to kind of mod and create stuff for other players to use. Um, All right. So I just thought about it. I know esports are getting super popular and it seems like Farming Sim has a really big esports following. So what's the whole esports side of, of Farming Simulator?
1: Yeah, that actually also started at Technica, I would say, um, like 2017, where we got approached by the organizers and they said, okay, is there something that we can do for um, like the younger um, people that come to our convention? Um, you know, it's like there's a lot of Dads and moms going to Agritechnica Technica with their kids and they look at the tractors, maybe the next tractor they're gonna buy, but they know about this game farming simulator, and maybe there's something that we can also do for um for them to be like kind of an entertaining thing. And then we came up um with a competition and back then it was a bale stacking competition. So all you had to do was um stack bales on a trailer, and then um the person that you know I think it was 20 bales that we did. Uh, stacked 20 bales the fastest, uh, won the yeah, that was it like a daily prize and then a weekly prize. And especially at the weekend when you know the, the convention was full, our booth was packed, and we thought, okay, there's actually some, some interest in here like in competitive farming. And while you know doing this, we of, of course also looked into to the real world and we saw, yeah, that there are farming competitions out there. I mean, some people do that, um, so. Maybe We can actually do something, but we didn't want to make the game itself like a competitive farming game, so we kind of split it and we released like a separate mod. Like, technically, it's a mod to say, um, for the game, which has a new environment and uh, different mechanics in there, so the two teams of three players can compete against each other and you've got the basic farming tasks in there. So you um, you have a tractor, a harvester, uh, trailers, and then you harvest the field, you compress bales, uh, you pick up the bales, and then you put the bales in your barn and you sell the wheat that you harvested. And then you get points and the team that has the most points after 15 minutes wins the round. And that... I think the cool thing about that is that it even you know it got picked up by the farming industry. So we did have like branded teams. So some like Trondier for example or Trelleborg who actually won the league and uh, Horst and Krone they all made their teams jerseys. Um they officially supported them. Uh, that was actually pretty cool to watch like that they were also, like cheering for their team of course and some there were different, let's say, different approaches to it. I mean, some of these teams were actual employees um, of the companies and some others, they more or less hired the best players and then they just represented the company. Um, but it was really interesting to watch. And right now, for me, it's quite interesting to see, like, because we're in between seasons, um, like you could see like, transfers going on you know people transferring from one team to the other uh it's also like formula one of it or it's like nascar in america i don't know uh, <laughs> yeah NASCAR. Yeah. yeah, i'm not sure if you have teams there where people were drivers change to a different team but certainly in football i mean you got it there um so it's a bit like that and i think that's actually quite interesting to see like that they also cared about it you know there was like um like you know they, they were looking to get the best players to, you know, try to win the league.
2: Yeah, that's so neat. I mean, it's so cool. Most everybody knows Ninja. I mean, the famous streamer that makes like $25 million a month. And so it, it seems that like streamers are becoming more and more common and eSports things are becoming more and more common. Like, I think there was some Fortnite thing because, I mean, everybody knows Fortnite. Some guy, I think he was like 15 years old, he won like $3 million in a tournament. So... I mean, it's becoming this huge cultural phenomenon. And it's cool that you guys in Farming Sim are, are kind of able to take advantage of that and start your own esports teams and tournaments and stuff. So that's really exciting. Um, so what, oh, what was my question? Oh, yeah. So has there has anything happened? Like, has anything changed your perspective on Farmers while you've been helping create this game? I mean, did you have any moments where you were like, Wow, there's actually a lot that goes into farming more so than I thought. Have you had any like epiphanies like whenever since you've been making this game?
1: Yeah, that pretty much started the first week or after two weeks where I realized that there's a lot more to farming than I thought and um, I mean that that started I would say when i back then our we didn't really have a video team for example back then when, one graphics designer we're sitting next to each other and then we know we try to figure out how to do screenshots and sometimes videos. And we just realized that we're doing so much wrong. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this screenshot looks nice. And then some of our farming experts comes around like no one would do it like that. Like, what? Why not? It looks cool. We're like, yeah, but no, the plow has to go on the other side, you know, like what? <laughs> like, so it's like these basic things you're like you you don't plow a field like that how do you plow a field so you know that that's one of the simple things i mean uh but then i realized you know it's like there's there's so much more to it and at some point i think uh our uh, german uh ceo here in the, in the in the german office uh lead programmer too um they keep put a book on my desk like which is something that you have to read here when you study farming at a university here, and I just looked at it. and was like, "Oh my god, that that is a lot." You know, like, and there's also like, and there's there's a lot that we could still implement into the game, but that wouldn't be fun, you know. But it's like, oh my god, like the soil types and all these kind of things, and it's like it, it's it's crazy what you have to know as a farmer. You know, of course, when it, when I see tractors driving around, I mean, I grew up in a village. For me, you know, it looked cool. It's like, oh, you, they're harvesting now, and so, but there's so much you have to know. And and I think that's also a reason why, I would say, like, where I grew up with, uh, where I grew up at, we have, we had, we, when I was young, we had m- more farmers there. Now there's less in the village, but they're bigger. And I think, yeah, that's kind of a, like, consolidation process maybe, where you have, like, um, the machines got better. Uh, you could... You can definitely harvest more, or you can take care of more fields now than, than before. Um, but also, like you know, technology got better, and it's like they, they they really have big machines now. Back back then, they were really they were small compared to now. And now, I, now I see them differently. When I go back to my village now, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy knows a lot. <laughs> back then, it was it was the dude with a tractor. Uh, so it is. It is quite impressive for me, and then also like for new starters that are, that started the company. I think they they also realized pretty quickly that there's a lot to farming that you didn't think about before. And I think for the players, it's the same. Um, of course, when you're a farmer, um, you know pretty quickly how to handle the game. Um, but we also have a lot of people that don't know anything about farming, and that can also be interesting when you watch like Twitch streams, like you said, of people that are just trying out the game. And then they stand there and all they manage to do is maybe cut down a tree with a, a chainsaw because they they didn't really know which equipment to buy to actually harvest the field. Uh, that's where it starts. So one of the first things you learn is like which machines to use. Um, but then later you also learn about the processes, how to take care of your cows. And even I, when I started playing it, I was sometimes a bit embarrassed to ask around the company sometimes, like, how do I actually take care of my cows? <laughs> and then I, then i googled it and i was like okay uh, that's that's what i have to do uh oh my god that's complicated i better stick to chicken the yeah i i think i still when when i play the game like i every every time like with every farming experience, i tell myself okay this time i'm gonna really do a big cow farm and <laughs> i never really do it because i'm like okay yeah, i'm just gonna have it easy here now you know chickens are fine um, yeah, but there's there's a lot to it, yeah.
2: I can imagine. That's so cool, yeah. When I was playing it the other day, um, I was playing for the first time on PC, and I was doing the whole tutorial, and I was switching from tractors, from plowing, and then harvesting, and then I hit some button, and the weight implement on the front of the tractor popped off, and I didn't know it, and then all of a sudden, my tractor, like, jerked up, and was, like, popping a wheelie. I was like, uh, what did I do? But luckily, it wasn't, like, a huge problem, and I could just back up and attach the the weight, so it was really funny and it's cool. Like it's cool driving by all the fields and seeing cows and chickens and stuff. And I mean, I forget the name of the city that um, I'm playing in, but I mean, there's like a coffee shop, there's a restaurant, there's gas stations, there's a creamery. It's so, it's so like um, full of life, really. I mean, there's just so much going on and it's so cool that you guys are putting in so much detail. So people feel like, Oh, I'm actually in a real farming town doing real farming. So it's a great simulator. I love it. I think, I think it's so cool.
1: Cool. Glad to hear you.
2: So, uh, what are the future plans? I mean, I, are you guys going to continue kind of doing the yearly release where you're having more and more farming sims and adding more and more features and equipment and stuff like that?
1: Um, well, we haven't announced the next game yet. Um, but the series will continue, for sure. Um, but I mean, we did have a, a different cycle actually. So it was like one year was um, like desktop version, and then um, PlayStation and Xbox, uh, and in between we did have the mobile version. So um, that it was more like 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 a, a how do you call that? A bi yearly cycle. Uh, yeah. Okay. And and in between there was a the mobile version. So um, but now you know we we didn't release a new game this year. Releasing a, a a new add-on um, just in November um, because we take a bit more time this time because like like I said before like programming all these features takes some time and sometimes we're like okay we'd like to have more in there and um, let let's wait a bit more and then you know focus on actually getting it right.
2: Right there, you go. That's awesome. Well, and you brought it up a few minutes ago. I mean, you've been working with farmers and experts. So, are you looking to bring in pretty much just any farmer, and doesn't matter what their experience level is? Just that way, you can get input from every level. Like, what's your process there whenever you're trying to work with farmers and experts?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we do have quite some people here that that you know used to be farmers or where they grew up on a farm. Um, so they already know something I would say but then also like in, um, in the forums we get a lot of feedback and then also from the industry we hear a lot of um, things that might change in the future um, so there's like a feedback loop from the players um, but I would say even our ideas are not really uh, exhausted yet because um, they already know quite something about running a firm. Um but Maybe one thing that also is um, is also interesting to say now is we also work with um e i t Food It's a European organization and um John Deere, where we together with them um develop something that is called um uh, a precision farming. This is something that is also like a bit of a part feedback and part like listening to like the industry um where we're gonna use our farming simulator together with them I mean it's, it's uh, also like university that is uh, and students that are working on it and it's like trying to use a, make our game as like basis and then use it to simulate like all these features that precision farming has to offer so like analyzing the ground um, checking what the ground is made of and then realizing how to treat that ground differently which is Going back to before is super complicated stuff that farmers has to know, and where my mind would just explode when I read this book again. Um, but it is, yeah, it's super interesting to see what will come out of it. On the other hand, um, that it's like an optional thing uh, for now, of course, so that people can play with it, and make it um, super super realistic. Um, but it might also like be too complicated for someone who's just picking up the game i mean mentioned like uh agritechnica or like another convention that we have like gamescom where you see people running up to the game station uh play the game and then afterwards you just have to clean up the mess because every tractor is just in the river or um the, like just that the, the weights get dropped and if you would tell them, like, okay, now do precision farming, yeah, maybe 100 hours later. Uh, so this is something for advanced players, um, but it's a super cool feature that's going to be added.
2: Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, I can imagine that there's, like, 30 tractors in the, in, the, in a river or something like that. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, Martin, this has been so cool, learning about Farming Simulator. It's a great game. I'm going to continue to play I've been playing it for a while. Um, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic and kind of the realism you have there and all the research you guys are doing is great. If people want to follow you guys, your website is giant slash software.com. But if they want to see what you guys are doing and follow the whole farming simulator genre, where can they go to kind of follow you guys?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And also like our gaming website is farming simulator.com. And we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, actually quite fun on TikTok too. And on Twitch, yeah. And on Twitch, you can also follow the Farmings Metal League, uh, which is going to start on the 27th of November again.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know you guys were on TikTok. Might have to look at you guys. and <laughs> okay. look We're into dancing how it's gonna...
1: there. but we, we ask around, but no one really wants <laughs> to dance at the office for that. But we're trying to make funny <laughs> videos there, too. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's hilarious! Well, I'll have to download it before they make it illegal here in the U.S. Oh which, yeah, I don't know what. The <laughs> I mean, we'll see. It is. it's
1: been a while, but
2: yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's no talent. It's always changing. Well, well, Martin, this has been cool, man. Every time I play, I'm gonna think of you guys, and off to play our interview while I'm playing Farming Simulator. That'd be kind of cool.
1: Cool. Continue to have fun, and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah.